Buzz's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to the grand final preview. We're almost there. We're almost there. It is a Saturday. It's the day before the grand final. We can't wait for this grand final to get underway. Let's get into these lineups for the Penrith Panthers. We have Dylan Edwards at fullback, Charlie Staines and Brian Toto on the wings, Isaac Tago and Stephen Crichton in the centres, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary in the halves, Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris in the front row, Abby Corusau at nine, Viliami Kikiao and Liam Martin in the back row, Isaiah Yo at lock, Mitch Kenny, Scott Sirenson, Spencer Lianu and Jermaine Salmon on the bench there for the Penny Panthers. For the Parramatta Reels, Tom Opacek officially ruled out. So, Bally Simonson, he is in the centres here for the Parramatta Reels. So, we have Gutho at fullback, Mike Acevo and Wonga Blake on the wings, Will Penasini and Bally Simonson in the centres, Gil Brown, Mitch Moses in the halves, Regan Campbell Gillard and Junior Paolo in the front row with Reed Marnie at nine, Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i in the back row with Ryan Madison at lock, and then we have Nathan Brown, Jake Arthur, Oregon Kafusi and Murata Niakore on the bench for the Parramatta Eels. This is going to be a really tough game. The controversies with the lineups, the first one is obviously the bench for the Parramatta Eels. Nathan Brown, some people do not agree that he should be in the side. For me, I think he brings a lot of grunt, a lot of power off the bench as well. Now, I know he hasn't played much first grade over the past few weeks. The last time he played was in round 17. So he hasn't played in a while. That's going to be a concern is match fitness, but I think he's going to be up for it. I think he's going to be training very, very hard all week, get that fitness up, but match fitness uh, and general fitness is a very different thing, so it's going to be very interesting to see how many minutes he gets. Willie Mason on the YKTR podcast was talking about him, and I totally agree. I think that he's going to be one of those guys that just goes all out for about 10 minutes, uh, and then he'll come off and then go back on for another 10. He's going to be one of those guys that has a really strong, fast impact, gets as many touches as he can, as many tackles as he can and just do whatever he can uh, in those 10 minutes before he gets taken off. But I reckon he's going to be playing at least just under 20 minutes in this game. I don't think he's going to have massive minutes. And that leads into Jake Arthur. You've already got a guy that won't be playing too long in this game due to match fitness. You've got Jake Arthur that might not even be used on the bench as well. I'd be swapping Jake Arthur out for a guy like Bryce Cartwright. That's just me. You're going to get more out of Bryce Cartwright considering he can play in the middle. He can play on an edge as well rather than obviously Jake Arthur, who can't do too much for you. He can't do too much for you off the bench. So, And look, it's not because he is the son of Brad Arthur. That's not why I want him out of this side. He's not getting any minutes in any of the games he plays. And if he does, he gets the last five, the last two minutes. And in a grand final, that's just not what you want off the bench. If there's an injury, great. Then he'd be great cover for a guy like Mitch Moses, like Dylan Brown, maybe even like Reid Marnie to play a hooker for a little while. But other than that, he can't do too much for you. He can't play in the forwards. He can't play a roaming lock role. Uh, I just don't trust him to play a roaming lock role, especially when you have to be really defensively switched on in the middle. Rather have a guy like Makeshi Makatoa or Bryce Cartwright, as we said before. 
or even Kai Rodwell, who's also on the reserves list here. I'd get one of those guys in that can obviously play more positions for you, especially in the forwards. You need to be stacked up in the forwards, especially going up against Penrith, who have guys like Spencer Lianu coming off the bench. Scott Sorensen as well. They've got James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota starting. Their forward pack is stacked. You need to be stacked up in the forwards, especially in a grand final like this. Now, I know Nathan Brown, he's going to do great things. Match fitness is the concern, and Jake Arthur, he's not going to be playing much of the game, so why have him on the bench there? He reminds me a lot of Nico Hines on the bench in the grand final for Melbourne v Penrith, who didn't really play any of that game whatsoever, but was just on the bench sitting there. Uh, It's not really worth it. As I said, if there's an injury and he has to come on in the halves, fair dinkum. But you can have a guy like Bryce Cartwright on the bench as well, who's played in the halves at the start of his career to come on and do that role, rather than having Jake Arthur, who you just know you're not going to use unless that is the scenario that goes ahead. Ryan Madison in this side as well. He can slot into 5'8 if there's an injury in the halves. Jill Brown can obviously go to halfback if that's Mitch Moses. There's things that we can do. There's options you can take rather than wasting a guy like Jake Arthur on the bench. It is not worth it. I'm a little bit against it, and it's not because he's Brad Arthur's son, as I said before, but I feel like it is a waste having him on the bench there in this grand final. Now, moving on to the Penrith Panthers bench, Mitch Kenny. He's obviously been coming on for the Penrith Panthers and starting at the number nine with Apicorosiao coming off the bench. Now, I'm surprised they didn't name this to start, but obviously playing mind games here with the Parramatta Reels. Will Appy go to the bench or will Appy start? I think it's actually better with Appy going to the bench. You've got to remember he's not going to be there next year. You want to get Mitch Kenny as much game time as possible going into next season. A grand final is going to get his match fitness in the starting nine up to the max and especially if the expectation is him to be a 80 minute hooker going into next season you want to get him as much game time as possible also Appy's going to have more impact coming off the bench believe it or not with Mitch Kenny being more defensively solid and conservative with the football in his hands you've got a guy like Abby Corusau who is just dangerous and who can tear you to shreds and I think he'd be more dangerous coming off the bench in this game rather than starting in the side so depending on what's going to happen over the next few days if the lineup does change, if Appy does come to the bench, it could actually be a blessing in disguise for the Penrith Panthers going into this grand final. Appy's not going to be there next year. It's better off having Mitch Kenny starting in this game and getting more game time as well. I think that is a really good play there for the Penrith Panthers. Gives us an idea of what the side is going to look going into next season as well. Now, the matchup stats. You look at these two sides head-to-head. They've played 48 games against each other. Penrith Panthers have won 25, and the Parramatta Reels have won 23-0 draws. So pretty even here, head-to-head stats. The win-loss record this season, 20 wins and 4 losses for the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, those losses were without Nathan Cleary. 16 wins and 8 losses here for the Eels. So again, semi-even, only 4 extra losses here for the Parramatta Reels. But you look at the record against these guys, Parramatta have won two games out of three against the Penrith Panthers. Penrith obviously winning the most recent one, 27-8, obviously at the start of the final series. So pretty even going into this one, pretty even. Parramatta having a slight edge this season with the win record, uh, winning two out of their three meetings this season. 
On Sportsbet, the Panthers are paying $1.37 compared to the Eels, $3.10 in this one. So obviously the Panthers are the favourites at a core stadium. If we get down and dirty with the stats per game, the Panthers score 4.5 tries a game. Penalties conceded is 5.8. Errors is 9.3. Run meters is 1,814 around about uh, per game for all of their players. 341 tackles, 5 line breaks, 8.8 offloads where you've got the Parramatta Eels. 4.4 tries per game, 4.9 penalties conceded, 10 0.3 errors per game, 1,775 run meters per game for all the players, 324 tackles per game, 4.9 line breaks per game, and 14 offloads per game. Now let's talk about where the game will be won. Rushing up on kickers, I think that is a big thing. Both sides rushing up on the kickers, getting a lot of kick pressure on guys like Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Dylan Brown, and Mitch Moses. That is going to be the key for both sides in this game, putting as much pressure as they can on the halves, particularly Nathan Cleary, and then defend, defend, defend. Another thing is the kicking game. The kicking game is going to be massive, massive for both sides. Nathan Cleary in particular, those bombs, particularly aimed at Wonga Blake. We saw what happened last time. Nathan Cleary hid those bombs up at Wonga Blake. He knocked it on about four times. Now, I think that is going to be a similar game plan going into this one. Wonga Blake, he needs to be ready for those bombs. If he's not, it's going to be a lot of pain coming Parramatta's way. He needs to catch every single one of those uh, and get some really good kick returns on those as well. As for Moses, I'd be looking to pressure Dylan Edwards. He's been sensational over the past few weeks, Dylan Edwards. I think you need to pressure him. Hey, Kicking deep into corners on fourth tackle, making Dill Edwards, making Brian Toto, making uh, Charlie Staines work out of their end consistently. I think Charlie Staines is going to be the target with the ball. Put up high kicks, put up long kicks for Charlie Staines, make him work, tire him out. Then you move to the next guy, Brian Toto. Tire him out, Dylan Edwards, tire him out. The back three for the Penrith Panthers needs to be extremely tired out. And that means the kick chase needs to be perfect, perfect. Uh, from the Parramatta Reels defenders. Same thing for Penrith. I think they need to really pressure guys, as I said, like Wonga Blake, like Bailey Simonson, who will probably switch and swap with Wonga Blake if he doesn't get to catch every single one of those balls. Mike Acevo as well. He's been making some really big defensive reads and defensive plays over the past few weeks as well. Make him work out of his own end. He is going to be absolutely smoking you all night. He's someone that you're going to have to put a shot on early and get him quiet throughout the rest of the game. We saw what he can do up against the North Queensland Cowboys, even up against the Melbourne Storm as well. He put Xavier Coates on his ass, Mike Acevo. So he is going to be one to watch there in this game and one that the Panthers really do need to look to pressure and keep pressure on him throughout the entirety of this game. The back lines for both sides need to be under pressure all game if any side is to get an upper hand in this one. But as I said before, Wonga Blake, he is going to be a massive target for those Nathan Cleary bombs and I think that is going to be the game plan for Nathan Cleary. Get some pressure on him, kick deep, make Wonga Blake catch every single one of those balls and if he doesn't, that's guaranteed field 
good position there for the Penrith Panthers. Now, speaking of the edges, edge defense, you've got guys like Isaiah Papali'i, Sean Lane. He's going to be a massive threat for this Penrith Panthers side, Sean Lane. Those guys for the Parramatta Reels. And then you've got, obviously, Viliami Kikau and Liam Martin on the other edges for the Penrith Panthers. The edge defense, it needs to be perfect, particularly from Penrith, because, as I said, Parramatta, they can be lethal on those edges. IPAP, he scored plenty of tries this season up against the Penrith Panthers, particularly off kicks as well. That's another interesting thing to watch, IPAP off kicks, but particularly Sean Lane with those offloads. His whole running and choices with the football have been superb this season, so definitely one to watch there, Sean Lane. He is going to be a massive factor in this game, particularly in the meter rating department, post-contact meters, limiting post-contact meters from the edge forwards and the forwards in the middle as well, but particularly the edge defense, especially with guys Stephen Crichton and Brian Toto coming off the back of Viliami Kikau and his plays, plus Talon May and Isaac Tago coming off the back of Liam Martin as well. So edge defense for both sides needs to be really, really solid. It's going to be a massive talk, going to be a massive discussion, I imagine, going into this week of finals. Edge defense, I think, is going to be one of the main factors that do or die for both of these teams, especially, as I said, with guys like Kikau and Sean Lane. Those are the two main edges that I would be worrying about. Kikau for the Penrith Panthers and Sean Lane for the Parramatta Reels, particularly his offload, Sean Lane. Now, we've talked about edge defense. Defense in general as well is going to be massive for both of these sides, really aiming up in the middle. As I said, we talked about the forward battle before. We've got Moses Leota, Api Corosau, James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lianu coming up against guys like Regan Campbell-Gillard, Reid Marnie, Junior Paolo, Sean Lane, IPAP. We've got Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown, Oregon Kafusi, and Murata Neokore on the bench there for the Parramatta Reels. You couldn't hype up this game anymore, the Battle of the West, especially with this forward battle. James Fisher-Harris v. Regan Campbell-Gillard. We saw it happen between these two last time these sides played. The Penrith Panthers, although it was a super tight game, the Parramatta Reels couldn't do much because Nathan Cleary just exploded once Mitch Moses came off the field. Nathan Cleary just exploded. That's going to be another factor in this game. Mitch Moses, keep him on the field. He is going to be targeted by the Panthers forwards, for sure. He is going to be the main target in this game, Mitch Moses. The Panthers are going to try and get him out of the game early. It is the forwards job for the Parramatta Reels to keep Moses in this game, to get his side on the front foot, and then Moses is just going to absolutely explode. That is going to be the key thing. The forwards, the fence in the middle, aiming up in defense against guys like Spencer Liano and Scott Sirenson, and obviously Fisher-Harris and Leota in the middle, and then really aiming up in attack as well, getting Mitch Moses field position and letting him work, especially getting the ball out to the edges and getting the side on the front foot as well. Now, these two guys have to be targets for the Parramatta Reels as well. The Penrith Panthers, Spencer Lianu and Scott Sorensen. Every time these two come off the bench, every time these two come off the bench, the side just immediately, immediately switches on like the strike of a match. Spencer Lianu pretty much immediately hits the Panthers on the front 
front foot. He's hard running. Hay just has no fear. No fear, Spence Liano. Hay will absolutely destroy anyone. We saw what happened last week against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He ran straight through the middle of them, over the top of Cody Nikarima, and nearly scored a try as well. If it wasn't for South Sydney's cover defense, he would have scored. He ran 30 meters on that run, running straight over the top of Cody Nikarima. you got to watch Spence Liano because he will absolutely destroy you. He will absolutely destroy you through the middle. Junior Paolo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they need to defend him all night. Scott Sorensen as well. He tends to be a meterator as well and get plenty of tackles for the Penrith Panthers. He's going to be one to watch as well through the middle. He is absolutely solid. He can go onto an edge as well. He's primarily an edge, but they generally put him in the middle and he just is a goer. He's an absolute freak, an absolute meterator. Definitely one to watch there. Scott Sorensen and Spencer Lianu through the middle. That is a real danger for the Parramatta Reels because that is going to get the Penrith Panthers the go forward they need to score try after try after try. And I really don't want to see a Penrith blowout grand final. I really don't want to see it. So they really have to focus their defense on these guys when they come on the field for the Penrith Panthers. Smart, conservative footy. I think that is the key for the Penrith Panthers. I think it's the key for the Parramatta Reels. Now, we know Penrith Panthers. We know Nathan Cleary is going to give us a bit of razzle-dazzle, but I think he really needs to stay conservative a little bit more just purely because of the fact with how tough this game is going to be. He is going to be a target for the Parramatta Reels defense. Mitch Moses, Nathan Cleary, they're going to be targeted all night. So they really have to be switched on and a little bit more conservative, especially since for Parramatta, this is probably one of the last premiership chances they have. Obviously, with Reid Marnie and IPAP walking out the door next season, they really want to win this game. So they really need to be switched on and they're going to be really hungry to absolutely destroy Nathan Cleary. They're going to be on Nathan Cleary all night long. Same goes for Mitch Moses. In fact, I think it goes more for Mitch Moses than it does Nathan Cleary because obviously if the Penrith Panthers get on a roll, he can do anything against anyone. But Mitch Moses in particular, Parramatta Reels as a whole, him and Dylan Brown, they tend to get a little too excited when things go their way and they try outlandish things like cutout passes and kicks and whatnot that tend to not go their way. I think they need to be a bit more conservative. We saw they average around 10 errors per game. They need to keep that down. The completion rate needs to be above at least above 70% because if it's not, then the Penrith Panthers are going to utilize that, tire out the Parramatta Reels in attack, and then they're going to absolutely dominate this game. Parramatta, they actually need to keep the ball in their hands for as long as possible. And then obviously, as I said before, kick early, maybe on fourth tackle at the earliest kick it deep into the Penrith corners, make guys like Brian Toto and Charlie Staines work. As I said before, I think that is going to be the key game plan for the Parramatta Reels going into this one. Now, in terms of who I'm tipping for this one, I'm going to have to tip the Parramatta Eels. I'm going for the Smoky. I'm going for the Underdogs, the Parramatta Eels. I'm tipping them 1-12. to I think they're very capable of winning this game. They've won twice against the Penrith Panthers already this season. I'm going Parramatta 1-12. to Now, anytime try scorers for this one, I'm going to go for Cleary, Toto, and Crichton for the Penrith Panthers. 
Panthers. Stephen Crichton, I'm going to go for a bit of a smoky here. He loves the big moments. I'm going Stephen Crichton one or more in this game. I reckon he could score a double if the Penrith Panthers get on a roll. And then for the Parramatta Reels, I'm going to go for Gutho. Dylan Brown and Micah Sevo. Micah Sevo, I reckon, is going to dominate in this game if he gets a bit of go forward, which is why the Penrith Panthers, they do need to shut him down. But I just don't think they are going to be able to because he's going to be an absolute freak, Micah Sevo. For the Clive Churchill, I think if the Parramatta Reels win this game, it's got to be Mitch Moses. If the Penrith Panthers win, it's going to be Isaiah Yo. But over those two, I'm picking Isaiah Yo. I think he deserves it. I think he's going to be an absolute workhorse in this game. I think that Isaiah Yo will get the Clive Churchill medal. Now we combine all of those into a massive bet via sports bet. Here's the bet that I'm going for combining both of those anytime try scoring markets. It's a five-legger, Parramatta 1-12, to Stephen Crichton, Mike Acevo, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown to score any time. It pays, at the moment, $301. If you put 10 bucks on it, $3,010, obviously. So a massive bet here if you want to go for it. Five bucks, $1,505 there for that anytime try scoring five-leg multi. I'll read it out to you again. It's Parramatta 1-12, to Stephen Crichton, Mike Acevo, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown, anytime try scorers. Now, if you're putting a separate bet on for Isaiah Yo to get the Clive Churchill, he's paying $11. So some great value in that, some great value. I'd be putting that bet on for sure. If you want to go the way of Parramatta though, Moses, he is paying $8. So still some good value there. Isaiah Yo's the better value at $11. I'd be putting him on because I reckon he'll win that for sure. Him or Dylan Edwards. Now, Dylan Edwards, he's paying $7.50. If you want to be a bit more conservative, go the way of Dylan Edwards. He could definitely win this one for sure. Even Brian Toto. I hear that Brian Toto is a shout to win the Clive Churchill. He's paying $51. So massive payout there. Massive payout if you go the way of Brian Toto at $51. Stephen Crichton as well, $61 if you were to go the way of Stephen Crichton. But for me, I'm going Isaiah Yo with the five-legger of obviously Stephen Crichton, Mike Acevo, Nathan Cleary and Dylan Brown to score. Parramatta 1-12. to Goodbye. See you later.